3-2 pitch. Swung on a drill to right field. Doing back Sanders on the track at the wall. See ya! See ya! See ya! A home run by Derek Jeter. He pumps his fist in the air as he rounded first. He'll hit on third base. He high-fives Willie Randolph. And the entire Yankee team mobs him at home plate as he leaps onto the dish with a 4-3 Yankee win. Oh, oh, what a ball game. A game-winning walk-off home run by Derek Jeter. He is Mr. November. You are now listening to the Bleachers Creatures Yankees podcast, part of Elite Sports Radio. Okay, today is Sunday, April 14th, episode 8 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York. It's James and Rob, as always, and the Yankees just lost a series at home to the Chicago White Sox. Very troubling. Very, very, very troubling. This is, again, this is the Baltimore thing all over again. We can't beat bad teams. We lost to the Baltimore Orioles, uh, the home series. Opening weekend, we lost at home to the Baltimore Orioles. Then we lose to the Tigers at home. And then we get swept by the Astros. We win a series against Baltimore last weekend. It's just, it's bad. We're off to a really bad start. It's very concerning, to say the least. Um, I just feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like, what, I, I don't get what's happening. It's not making a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, the injuries are concerning, but we should still be dominating these teams. No, these are games that you, like, the, against the Chicago White Sox, those are games that you have to win. If you're, if you're a struggling team that has all these injuries, you finally get a bad team coming to your building. All right, we can come away with a couple wins here and maybe just keep the boat afloat. Yeah, but it seems like we are have the inability to do that. It's just... It's banana land. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. It's very concerning. Um, I'm about, I'm back to a 6.5 on the shook scale, shook meter, shook scale, whatever you want to call it. I think it the shook meter. Whatever you want to call it. Fine. Shook meter. Back to a six and a half, I think. I'm very, very shook. I think very shook is a, an appropriate reaction. I very would, shook, I would very concur scared. with a 6.5 on the shook scale. Very shook. It's, it's stupid shit. It's stupid shit that we're losing these games on. We got swept in Houston. We probably should have won two of those games. We got gifted two of those games, and we just gave it back. Then we come, we play Chicago. On Friday, we have a rainout in the seventh inning when Chicago's ahead. Not that we would have won that game anyway. Because Yeah, that still like hurts, though. Not, not completing a game hurts. No, and I hated it. I was at the game on Friday. Uh, it was tons of fun. I did get to meet a lot of people that I interact with on Yankees Twitter, and also uh, I met... One of the other writers at the site, Josh Benjamin, who's really good at writing. Uh, he has a podcast with a Red Sox fan called You May Be Right. Uh, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I wanted to do that with a Red Sox fan, but I couldn't think of anybody that I would have a real back and forth with. That's a Red Sox fan because I think their entire fan base is just trash people. <laughs> I mean, that's a direct shot at somebody we know. And it's for sure I, a direct shot. I, I don't know if he listens to this. For, for his sake, I hope he doesn't. But <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it together and I'm gonna send it to him. I'm gonna be like, just so you know, I called you a trash person and I I meant it. You're a trash person. But yeah, rain out loss. I sat in the best seats of my life thanks to uh I I honestly I don't even know his first name. 
It's just someone I know from Yankees. No, Twitter. I mean, did you post a picture? Like, you can't say you need to preface that with where you, your actual seats were. Okay, my actual seats. Because I was- that string of tweets was one of the funniest that, oh, text messages you sent me. You sent oh, the yeah, string yeah. of text messages you sent me was one of the funniest things I've read in my entire life where he's like, some guy I know reached out to me and said, oh, like I wish I knew something like that, could have sat with us or whatnot, something along those lines, and s- sends James a picture of his seats, which were in between uh, eight home plate. Eight rows back from, yeah. from the dugout. Yeah, fantastic seats. And then James sends me a picture of where his actual seats are. Section 408, literally the second You the last would row. be closer to the field if you were on the subway. <laughs> outside of the stadium that where James was sitting. Yeah, it was, was unbelievable. Who bought those tickets? Uh it's it's I honestly I think his name's Matt. I really don't know. I know his wife's name is Jess. No, 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 not the good seats, people. the bad seats. Oh my my buddy Matt. My yeah. buddy Matt bought those. He's has like those master. Not the only play basketball with Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might, yeah you know him. Oh my God. Matt, you know. what are you doing, buddy? Oh my God! You we can't swing the you can't swing the extra twenty bucks to at least get like a, a view of the field. You oh, almost man. had you were so high up, your I view know. was almost obstructed by the top of the stadium. I I literally touched the the ceiling of Yankee Stadium. I could touch the roof from where I was sitting. I was the second to last I'm row. I'm liking on the fancy name for the fencing that they have up top. Facade. What, what is that? The facade. The facade. Like yeah. that was almost blocking your view. Yeah, from it, where it, you it were sitting. Was, yeah, it was awesome. And then I just I happened to this is someone that I talked to. Your on Your friends Twitter. need money. Like, do they need help? Like, because those like that was a concerning photo. All well, of you have jobs. You can't spend the extra couple of bucks. It to was, get, like, it, was a, it was a Mastercard deal. We got those tickets for like yeah, six dollars. No fucking shit, dude. Like, no one buys those seats on purpose. Like, they have to give them to a credit card company. And be like, it's, hey, it's all about bucks, getting. It's all about getting in the building. That's all. It's, it's always about getting in the building. Plus, we come from far away, so just getting there was more expensive than actually sitting down in our seats. No, and see, it all worked I, out. No, listen, getting in the building is great and all, but not when I'm gonna spend that much fucking money at the park. Or if you're gonna charge me twelve dollars a beer, I want to at least be able to see the baseball. Yeah. Like, what is going on? No, it was great. It worked out in the end, though. I want to, like, I want to give him a shout out for hooking this up. I think his first name is Matt. I don't know because once we got down there, we just started talking Yankees baseball. We didn't really do like introductions or anything. We just got down there and we just started talking baseball. It was Giovanni Urshela had a hit almost as soon as I sat down, which was awesome. But uh, his Twitter handle is at Mazzilli. That's M-U-H-Z-Z-I-L-L-I. And his wife, Jess, two of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. He went out of his way. To, I, I tweeted him a picture of where I was sitting after I saw a picture of where he was sitting. I asked him if he wanted to trade seats. And he DM'd me. He's like, bro, I'll send you my ticket stubs. You just come down here if there's no one here. And, of course, it was a rainy game, so there wasn't a lot of action down there. Not a lot of people were sitting down there. It's like, bro, come down. Yeah. Yeah, and we did, and we got to sit like eight rows behind. I'm absolutely positive Clint Frazier heard me yell, have a day, kid, because I think he had a hit. I don't remember, but I was just having so much fun. I met a, I met a couple people that I know from Yankees Twitter, and they were all nothing but nice, which was nice to see because usually Yankees Twitter is just a, a den of heathens. Cesspool. An absolute cesspool. But either way, the Yankees lost that game. We didn't get to sit in the seats for too long because it got rained out. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, I got to see him up close. That dude also hysterical that you finally got to those seats and then the game was immediately canceled. Almost, almost immediately. We got a couple innings. We got a couple innings down there. 
But Eloy Jimenez, I saw him up close. Yeah. No, I got two innings down there. Two innings. Go on. I'm telling you, I got two innings. Come on. But I sent you a text. All right. I sent you a text when we got down there. Oh, listen, I hope you can go to sleep tonight. It's fine. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm lying to our audience of literally us. Yeah, and that's fine. If that's if you can go to sleep tonight doing that, that's fine. Okay. The point that I'm trying to make next, which you keep rudely interrupting, is that Eloy Jimenez just dropped dick twice. And I have he is he's good. He's really good. He's got a weird batting stance, but that dude can hit the ball. Yeah, he destroyed us all series. Oh yeah. It's just it's weird because he he like loads up all on his back foot and everything's closed. And Paul O'Neill was talking about it for half the game today about how he he keeps his hips closed and then they have to fly open so he could lose the ball. But he's so strong, whatever. It's all technical hitting stuff. But up close, that dude is incredible. Uh, Sunday we lost five to two. Or uh, yeah, Sunday we lost five to. I skipped Saturday. That was dumb of me. We won four nothing on Saturday and CC's yeah, James, return. Come on. I'm sorry. We're we're in Game of Thrones mode already. We've already turned our focus to the next part of the night. Yeah, I mean we're literally rushing through this so we can start this on time. Oh yeah. Well, this is it's our own fault for starting. Saturday so was a good game though. Saturday was nice to see them. You know, Judge got the Yankee Stadium home run, um, which is fine. CC you know, were a gem. CC looked great. Her mom looked fantastic. Britain looked like his former self. Chapman finally hitting a hundred on the gun. Once. What's up? The bullpen did its job for once. I mean, yeah, everyone keeps shitting on the bullpen. I still don't understand why, because it's only a few a few guys in Britain. They had two bad games. Like, I don't get why everyone's freaking out all of a sudden the bullpen sucks. games that we probably should have won. Yeah, and, it, and that's fine, but it still doesn't make any sense to me. It happens, but it's so early, and the season's going so poorly so far that everyone just freaked out about it. Yeah, it's it's really bothering me that people are saying that they're really bad. Um, I don't know. I'm getting really hung up on it, but Chad you know, Green, the, sa- the safety squeeze was great. The safety squeeze from Tyler Wade was great. I love seeing some small ball. I want to know what running animal- balls out, getting errors, everything. It worked out. You know, finally, not if we could just continue something like that, which I also think players like Didi and Hicks bring more to the lineup that we're missing is more of the small ball type things that this lineup is just not capable. Which, which Tyler Wade does a great job of bringing to the lineup that, and DJ does it great too. But everyone else there is real, just knock the shit out of the ball. DJ LeMay, you mean the greatest hitter of all greatest time? Greatest hitter of all time. Oh yeah. Although, although the White Sox got that guy Anderson who's batting four twenty-seven, batting four twenty-seven right now. He's, <laughs> defensively, he's fast. He's a, he's just an absolute stud. He got a grand slam today off Masahiro Tanaka, which the Yankees lost five to two today. It was bad. I did not care for the way today's game went. Masa was good through three innings, and then all of a sudden the wheels came off in the fourth. He lost the splitter. It just started getting on base, and then Tim Anderson hits a grand slam. Maybe Judge could have brought it back. It was pretty. I think it hit the second row, uh, so it just barely got out, just barely willed it out, and that was really that was really all they needed to win. We only scored we scored a run in the first. We scored a run in the third off a of Luke Voigt RBI double and an Aaron Judge RBI single, and it, that was pretty much all we did. After the third inning, we only had two base runners the rest of the game. Two. One of them was a hit. One of them was Judge reached on a on a throwing error. So we really only had one guy get on base. Yeah, I didn't get to watch too much of today's game because Tiger Woods is too busy making history. Um, yeah, but was I was flipping back and forth today because I was that? watching. I was watching the Yankee game. Was there something going on with golf today? Everyone yeah, seemed Tiger, really excited. Tiger Woods is winning the Master. Because oh. um, I was flipping back. Podcast, and... So I didn't know we cared about golf. What was up? I said this is a baseball podcast. I didn't know we cared about golf. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's April baseball, dude. That's a hey. 1 o'clock game on Masters Sunday in April against the Chicago White Sox. Oh, yeah. I, I, can, I can miss that one. I watched every fucking pitch. I can miss that one. Yeah. That's okay. You know, it's good to diversify your portfolio. I'm not diverse at all. No. I mean, maybe if you did, you wouldn't have a podcast with six listeners. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a shot at yourself, too. You understand uh, this. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but not really. A little bit. Uh, Mike Dockman scored a run today. Uh, there's a positive. He did something. Did you know that Chris Davis has three less hits and more RBIs than Greg Bird? Yes, I did, actually. I saw that he had more RBIs. I didn't know about the hits. I did see that Chris How, Davis. Like that, to bring my Greg Bird hate train back around, because I can't it. stand that guy. Do it. But that is just like an unbelievable statistic, that that guy could go 0 for 50-something and still have three less hits than you. Put more RBIs. Yeah, Greg Bird confirmed. The guy nothing. was guaranteed out for fifty straight at bats. Are we? Are we finally fully out on Greg Bird? I know you've been fully out on him. I think I I'm think, pretty fully I think out you on him. Have to be like it's unbelievable. He, like, like, he what are we? Luke Voigt's not even playing that well. But and Greg Bird is still like no, dude. It's your job. You have it. I'm handing it to you on a silver platter. Whatever. Greg it's Bird sticks. Luke Voigt, first baseman of the future. Let's go. Uh, this, this was funny. You see Pat Shermer, the coach of the Giants, got put on the Jumbotron and got a resounding hey, I boo. saw that when I was... That's like one of a few of the clips I got today of watching the game was them putting... Uh, Michael K oh, talking about putting Schumer on the board and him just getting booed almost out of the stadium. What did they think was going to happen? Yo, DeGrom's getting fucking killed right now. Jesus. That's two starts in a row. Last start was not great. Killed, but they're only losing 2-1. But bases loaded 66 pitches through the bottom of the third, two outs. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Mark yeah. just got a good shot off him before. A real, real solid one. I can't believe he's still playing baseball. Nick Markakis? I feel like he's just been around for 30 years. Yeah, he's one of those. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all if I looked and I found out that Nick Markakis was like 29. And it also wouldn't shock me at all if I found out he was 39. I have no idea how long he's been playing. You could tell at this point the dude's 50 and somehow still playing baseball. He's like the yeah. next Julio Franco. But it's like unbelievable. 50 like Albert Pujols. That's his give yeah. or take real age. Take. Was we got Judge had an RBI, Luke Voigt had an RBI, didn't really do anything today. Um, interesting on the news front, we found out from Carlos Beltran of all people in the Yankees clubhouse that James Paxton was tipping pitches. What does Larry Rothschild do? What does he do in the bu- in the bullpen and in the dugout? I don't know this story. Can you elaborate? Yeah, Carlos Beltran came up to James Paxton. When he was in the in the food area, he was getting lunch or something. And Carlos Beltran comes up with an iPad. And he says, hey, James, I have this video evidence that you're tipping pitches, mainly your knuckle curve, which is a good pitch for him. And he looked at it and he goes, oh, shit, you're right. I am tip- I'm tipping pitches. That's why they're hitting me so well. And that's why I'm having bad outings. Well, where the fuck was Larry Rothschild? He's the pitching coach. Shouldn't he be the one who figures out that James Paxton is tipping pitches? Because this is the second time it's happened. He didn't do it with Luis Severino either. Sevy was tipping pitches last year, and everyone's just like, I don't know. I guess he's just struggling. Well, can we find out the reason? Because it was time, health time in it, I guess. Yeah, I don't understand it. I want, like, I obviously don't know what goes on behind the scenes in the Yankees clubhouse. I probably never will. I, from the outside, <laughs> it doesn't look like Larry Rothschild does anything. It's like that that. 
commercial with Aaron Boone, the TD Ameritrade commercial, which is just the most poorly timed thing ever because the Yankees are not playing. She's yep. like, well, what are you actually doing here? Oh, you know, you just touch your face and point around a few times. Like, like you've done yeah, it before. That was whoever's on Aaron Boone's PR team. Bad move on that bad, one. Bad visual. And they play it literally every half inning. Every but, time a half inning ends, that commercial is the first one out of the gates. It's just, it's, it's bad timing every single time. Yeah, but that's a Rothschild. I mean, I don't know. Like, this just seems to be a consistent thing that's happening with our pitchers and our pitching coach that they just can't seem to work something out or get on the same page. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a lack of effort on somebody's part or just a lack of knowledge or whatever this analytics department is doing. I have no idea, but it's not, something's not working out. Here's another thing that I literally just thought of right before we started recording. When Sonny Gray first came over from Oakland, he was having a rough time in Oakland too. But when he first came over, he had a few really good starts from us. When Jay Happ first came over last year, he had seven wins for us. He didn't lose a game in the regular season. And now this is their second time. This They fully worked with Larry in the offseason and in spring training. And now all of a sudden, Sonny Gray turned into the worst pitcher that's ever lived. And Jay Happ is getting shelled this season. Absolutely destroyed. So are we just... These pitchers come over, and then they start working with Larry, and then they get worse? Is that just a coincidence? I don't think so. I'm going to be honest for you. And what, is, what does he have? What does he have in the locker room that's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm the guy. This, you're not going to fire me because I am good at my job when you're clearly not. It's not. But how does he still have a job then? Uh, who knows? A lot of questions that we have no answers to right now. Well, CeCe's back in the locker room. Maybe he can start teaching the pitchers. He was teaching Jay. Hate that. Yeah, he was. He was going over stuff with Jay Hap today, which was really. Jay Hap asked him yesterday in the press conference after CeCe's first game back. It's like, hey, CeCe, Jay Hap here. Uh, how do you throw strikes? How do you get command of the strike zone? And it was really funny. Ha ha. We all had a good laugh because Jay Hap stinks. And then today, I think, was actually, I think he was being serious. Oh no, he was yeah, probably was like, serious. "Why is everybody laughing?" It's like that kid in elementary school that asked a question, and everyone's like, "Ha ha." He's messing around, but Hap was just like, I mean, no, I'm, I really I'm need being to serious. know. It's like, you need to tell me how to throw strikes because I don't know how to do it anymore. My ERA is terrible. Please share. He's pitching against the Red Sox this week. I'm kind of nervous about that. But we have Paxton and Hap against the Red Sox this week, and that, that's not I – don't, I don't care for it based on how – Less than ideal. Less than ideal. Domingo Herman's back in the bullpen. I love I, a chip somewhere. <laughs> Rob's eating tortilla chips too. I think this is just going to be his thing on the podcast. He's just he eats. Why? Because I'm stress eating them. Because they're just giving me stress. I'm giving you stress. No, the Yankees oh, are. The Yankees are giving you stress. Yeah, the Yankees are very stressful. I started doing. I started doing more post games this year for the for elite sports, and so far every single post game I've done, they've lost. I haven't got a winning post game yet. And it's not it's not fun to do that because I have to dwell on all the things that they did wrong. I can't even point out the things that they did right because there aren't any. I don't care for it. Uh, Gary Sanchez went to the IL. I don't think we mentioned that last time. Uh, and no, also, but it was funny because I was making fun of him for sore legs. And okay, then so we went to the IL last time. It definitely happened after the podcast. Yeah, because so he's back on the he's on the IL. We have nobody left. Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres are really, and DJ LeMahieu, the greatest hitter of all time, they're the only ones actually producing in the lineup. No, it's like that meme with the dog just sitting around in the fire. Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. I'm just going to keep telling myself it's fine, but if this continues for the next month, we are screwed. Yeah. It came out today, too, that Austin Romine was banged up. 
So we might just see we might just be seeing Higgy in the lineup every single day. I don't hate that because Romine is trash. Yeah, and I I like Higgy. I just don't I don't think he's an everyday player. He's yeah, probably a good backup somewhere. Romine is supposed to be a good backup. I don't know. Maybe we might have to sign somebody. If Romine were to go on the DL, we'd have to sign somebody and put them on the 40-man roster just to have a backup catcher. Or Greg Bird's going to be playing backup catcher. It's bad. It's just real bad. They're just going to keep trying to find positions for Greg Bird to play to see if he stops sucking. Yeah. Uh, Dellen Batanzas, we found out what his injury actually is. He had a bone spur in his shoulder that the Yankees apparently knew about since 2006. Why? Why? Was it so confusing when Dellen got injured? If you knew about the bone spur, why weren't you like, you know what, that actually might be the cause of this uh, this mysterious shoulder pain he's experiencing. It might be the bone spur that we know about. Now, has that come out as absolute truth that the, the Yankees have known about that since 2006, or is that just a report? Uh, I read from, I think it's, oh, Randy Miller of NewJersey.com reported it. And he just said the Yankees knew about they, they've known about this since 2006 when he signed his first pro contract. And then they did all this MRIs and all this testing and to find out what was wrong with him. And it's like, oh, it's that thing that we've always known about. I don't... I mean, if this is actually true, that's just... I mean, what is what is going on? What is I don't happening? know. I feel like, again, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I feel like I'm not even a real universe anymore with this team. It's just blowing my mind. I find myself at least once a day I, I have to send a message in our, our website's group chat for our Yankees team. I have to send a message and be like, what the f- actual fuck is going on? And it's the same thing every day. This person's on the IL. This person's on the IL. This person had a setback. This person's on the IL. This person had another setback. What is happening? These are professional athletes. I, well, oh, I always hate the, the, when they say, oh, he had a setback. What the hell does that mean? Explain the setback, please. What it? What was it? Yeah. What set him back? Yeah, I don't. I like. Like, oh, like yesterday he could throw ninety eight, and all of a sudden he just can't throw anymore. Someone, ex- please, please explain to me the idea of the setback. The guy was hurt. You say he's not coming back for six weeks, and then all of a sudden during those six weeks he has a setback. What the hell does that mean? Explain it, please. I don't understand it. Like you're just hurt still is what you mean. He's still just hurt. Just say he's still hurt and he's gonna be hurt for longer. There's no setback. He's just hurt still. Let's just let's talk really briefly about the next two games we have. It's a two-game set with the Red Sox, which is weird. I don't know why it's not three. We have an off day tomorrow. Sale, sale Paxton. I'm happens. telling you, it's not good. Not good timing for this. No. They're not playing well. We're not playing well. And we all know how this is going to end. Yeah, the Red Sox are going to use us. As they're going to beat the shit out of us. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, no, we are a good team. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we've just been playing. Sh-. Or it's just what's going to happen is they've been playing shitty against everybody else. They're going to come to the Yankee Stadium and then just murder us because that's just always how it goes. Yeah. And it's just we're going to keep playing trash baseball, and they're just going to kick the shit out of us. Yeah, I don't care for it. I don't care for it one bit. Not one bit. Uh, looking across town, uh, this is actually a pretty sad story. Ron Darling is going to be taking a medical leave of absence from the Mets booth. They said for about a month or so. I think I think they found something in his chest. Yeah, chest mass was the report. He did. Didn't any specifics, really, just the mass. Yeah, I, I did see earlier that he released a statement that everyone, he thinks that everything's going to be fine and he should be back in a month, but that's a big loss for the Mets. Their commentators are just awesome. That's and TBS. He does TBS, too. Oh, he right? does TBS, too? Pretty sure, yeah. I don't know if they do any regular season's games, though, but... Yeah, just a, just a great, great 
commentary booth. Ron, Keith, and Gary. Just it's gonna be tough without him. There's only one. There's only one. If you even want to call it, it call it this. A po- there's only one positive out of this. What? Well, Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez is a crazy person. I'm Keith Hernandez. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I want to talk about with the Mets is that Jason Vargas really stinks. That's but that's an all-time photo though from his press conference. He does think they need to find a fifth pitcher because if his thing is just going to go five or less innings every single time, and you're going to put that much stress on the bullpen, it's just not going to work out. Someone and straight up asked him, they were like, "Are you worried about your spot in the rotation?" Fuck yeah, I am. I'm pitching like shit. Like, they what they need to do is need to sign a fifth starter and make him the long reliever. Yeah, there's the shit inning guy. I mean, it just it puts less stress on Lugo and Gazelman and everybody like that. You know, Familia and Diaz, but they're just sitting there letting this guy go out there for four innings or less every single time, and they're just like, it's just not making any sense. Keiko's still out there. That's all I'm gonna say. But there's other pitchers too. Like, trade for somebody, make moves, call somebody up, give somebody else a chance. Like, I don't know what, what are you waiting for here? I don't know. It's amazing. Jason Vargas is even still in the league. Yeah, I I don't know what what were they thinking? Bring him in as the fifth starter. That's your team's strength, your rotation. If you can go out and get a decent, like, a halfway decent fifth starter, because it's not him. It's not Vargas. He's not the halfway decent fifth starter you need. If you can go out and get another one, I mean, you don't, you don't, you can win a lot of games just from having a good starter. You don't need to score as many runs on offense. You don't need the bullpen to lock down as much. It just takes so much pressure off the rest of the team to go to your fifth starter and be like, oh, yeah, like, this guy's he's, he's good. Whatever. The Mets are dumb. They're always going to be dumb. Uh, speaking of Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimber lowered his asking price because they're both the two pitchers that are still out there. He's now looking for the uh, the Wade Davis Zach Britton range. Zach Britton got three years, thirty nine million, which would actually be fairly reasonable for Kimbrell. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal if you ask me. Yeah, it's fine. It's nice to see that he's finally taking himself seriously and having a, a real conversation with himself. Oh well, nobody's going to pay me a hundred million dollars over six years. That's just not that gets just not gonna happen. Yeah, it's still just crazy that no one signed him yet. I guess whatever he's asking for, I don't know if the numbers you have or the numbers are not. Um Well, his original was six years a hundred million. That's what he wanted. And everyone yeah. was like, Yeah, take a hike, buddy. But I just find it crazy that no one's been I guess no one's been able to talk him down until now. So I'm sure someone will probably sign him within the next couple of weeks, but we've been saying that for a while now, so who even knows? Yeah. Uh Chris Davis got a hit off. Rick Porcello, his first hit of the year, and it came only, off Rick Porcello. Yep. Only three behind Greg Bird now. Only three behind. He actually had a really good day. He was three for five. <laughs> yeah, like four or five RBIs too, right? Yeah, did you see the MLB Twitter account put out a graphic of him? It said three for five, batting average 600. This Oh, I don't remember how many RBIs he had. but It was, just, it was really mean. It was really <laughs> mean to do. They were just ripping on him so hard, but it was it was bad. He he can't hit. He can't hit. I don't understand why he's still out there. Because they're paying him a lot of money. That's why. Yeah, there's actually someone on the White Sox who's who's maybe gonna make a run at that streak. I think he was he was 0 for 26. I think coming into today, and I don't think he had a hit. Who was that? Uh, I want to get the name right. Let me bring it up here. Here we go, Palka. Daniel Palka, he so far in 2019 has had 28 at bats with zero hits. Yikes! Big yikes. Uh, moving on from that, the oh, well, also speaking of the Orioles, they had a prospect today hit a walk off grand slam, 
and he watched it for no less than 30 seconds. I loved it. I would do the same thing. I love that's that, show up the pitchers, man. Bat flips, watch a home run, just show them up, man. It was awesome. And if you get a, if you had a walk off grand slam, that's something you watch. You pimp get to it. watch that go the whole pimp way. the hell out of it. Pimp the shit out of it. Let the kids play. The Mariners are winning baseball games. That's weird. They're in the lead in the AL West. Yeah, it's kind of like I think that's probably the biggest shocker so far of the year, right? Is how all the Mariners are playing. I would say so. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not really that much of a shocker because we thought they could be pretty good, and they happen to be really good apparently. But yeah, I would say the Mariners are the one team where it's like, oh yeah, this this we nobody expected this. Maybe the Twins too. The Twins they're yeah, in the first in the really Central now. Too. The Mets. The Mets are first in the NL East. I don't know how much longer that's going to last. I mean, it, it better for baseball, the better they do, I think. Oh, I like both you know what it is? Good. Here, here it is. The weirdest team that's leading the division. The San Diego Padres. Yeah. Okay, how? yeah, I didn't know that. How? They're 11-6 and six right now. The Fernando Tatis Jr. is the absolute truth. He is a beast. Manny Machado is yeah, playing very well. Yeah, he's going to be a disaster for teams for years to come. Oh yeah. Well, he's not in our division. We do have to play San Diego this year, so that'll be that'll be cool to see him. Um, yeah, that's not gonna be fun. Sticking with the National League, uh, a Cubs fan caught a ball in foul territory, and Javi Baez had a play on the ball. It's like a little Steve Bartman situation during the regular season. Oh and Jesus! He, oh yeah. Oh one. boy. Oh boy. Did Wrigley boo him? He apologized. He was like, "Oh shit, I should have let you get that one." And then everybody in the stadium booed him. He was sitting in front, and now it's like when Steve Bartman came up, we didn't have the same internet coverage as we have now. That was all all over TV on the news cycle. But once they stopped reporting it, they stopped reporting it. This guy, I don't know who he is, but that'll be immortalized in the Cubs well, fan base. Uh, well, the worst thing—it's actually worse for this guy than Bartman. Yeah, I would say so. Like, because there was everyone, none of that stuff really going on then, and he's still demonized by all these people. And like, nobody, just think about how nobody, bad this guy. It just, I mean, it's a regular season game. People are gonna forget about this most likely, but but no, it'll come back a few times though, and they'll everyone will have a hundred different clips for it. Uh, the Indians lost Mike Clevenger, which is a huge blow for them. How long is he down for? Uh, extended period of time. Back. Uh, yeah, they put him on the ten day IL, but I think that's one of those uh, you don't want to put him on the sixty. But you know, he's not day to day clearly. I think I think the original number was like six weeks before he starts getting back, and that's a huge blow for them because he is very good, and that's that's the strength of their of their team. It's the rotation because they didn't invest in the offense whatsoever. No, nope, pretty much tell him or he can go take a walk when he's done. Yeah, uh, that, I hated that so much. Oh, you know what? They actually they moved Mike Clevenger to the sixty day IL today. Oof. That's why. Yeah, so he's going to be out quite a bit. Uh, Trevor Bauer also has your favorite song as his walk-up music. Again, not my favorite song. I think it's your favorite it's song. It's very hard to avoid it on the internet. I hear that song no less than 10 times a day. because Entirely because of you. I've never heard it independent of you. Yeah, well, I don't get to sit on Twitter all day at work, so I do all my Twitter scrolling next to you in our living room. I don't go on Twitter at work either. Oh, yeah, check the timestamps in your tweets. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals advertised for Ford on the side of their helmets today. Are we get? Are we doing that now? Is that a thing? 
it doesn't everyone got real mad about it i honestly don't care it doesn't, uh, i don't care either it doesn't do anything for me if you want to doesn't even move the needle for me yeah if you want to advertise and get some extra money by putting something on the side of your helmet it's a it's, who cares i agree uh nolan arenado almost murdered an umpire that was pretty fun he get, he is apparently a really angry person i didn't know about that oh yeah no he it's that's been documented yeah. before very Herman. intense yeah, Herman Marquez had a no-hitter going into the... I think he made it seven and a third today with a no-hitter. And the hit that got through was just a hot shot that got past Arenado. It, it was in the hole. And Arenado made a diving play for it. He wasn't particularly close. And then they freaked out. He came out and he came up screaming, Fuck! And he just got real mad at himself for losing in the no-hitter. A great teammate, but also... Why do you almost murder the umpire, though? Uh, it, was just a really, it was a really bad strike three call. It just took. It's one of those ones that takes the bat immediately out of your hand i think it was a three two count and it was way inside that uh, maybe six inches inside egregious absolutely egregious call and he's ha- he's puts his bat down he's taking two steps towards first and the umpire's like no bro that's a punch out then he freaked out yeah the mlb has a big umpire problem right now yeah um this is the last thing i want to talk about a grown man body the child yeah, at a red sox game for a ball i saw that but it, <laughs> i i think the video that might be his son. I watched the video. Doesn't matter if it's his son, though. No, but I, I'm not saying that it makes it. It makes a little bit of a difference, actually. It makes a lot of a difference. You're you're allowed to body your kid for for a ball if you're getting. It for I him. don't think he realized that the ball was being thrown to his own kid because I don't think that was his kid's seat. I think his kid wandered a little bit down the aisle, and he was like, "Oh crap!" And now he's making a play on the ball, and his kid's in front of him. If it's a random person's kid and he does that, trying to take a ball with a random kid, again, that's way worse than trying to make sure that he's getting a ball for his kid. Again, we're going back to it. Boston, just trash. Trash trash city, trash fans, trash team. Hate Boston. I don't endorse any of that. Just saying. You want to endorse calling Boston fans trash? I don't have enough experience with them to really cast an opinion. I mean, the whole racism thing was probably rough. That's yeah. a tough look for them. But, um, well... I think they're definitely worse fans out there. Yeah. Well, we're going to leave it off with Boston fans are trash. That's going to be our outro today. So um, come back next week. Fuck Boston fans. Send me Tortilla Chip. Game of Thrones season. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Thanks for listening to Elite Sports Radio. Stay elite. Right through the very heart of it. New York, New York. I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep. And find out. Little town blue.